What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Lunch Beers Podcast. I do apologize uh, for missing last week. Um, but the, wait, did I miss last week? What was last week? No. No, I did not miss last week. We are starting late. I want to apologize late. for absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly what Eli said. My brain's not working. Um, but we're here. It's a late night. A lot of good stuff to get to. But it's just myself and Eli, Frank and Eli show. Um, and we're excited to speak to you for the next half hour. Hello. So the reason we're starting late, and I had a big adult life moment. Me and my wife bought a house. We're Oof. super excited. A lot of paperwork. Um, a lot of time and effort went into it. But the thing that I was kind of thrown back by is how there's so many things nowadays, or there's so many things still in the year 2024 that you need hard copy paper signatures on things. Like, why isn't everything just e-signed? Yeah, I mean, do we do we need a post office anymore, or is it strictly for the election? A real question. You yeah, know what I seriously. mean? Seriously. It goes into all the junk mail you get, and we talked about it, all the junk and spam mail you get. Why? And genuine question. If something is important at this point, I feel like I'm owed an electronic copy. If you don't contact me via electronic copy, it must not be that big of a deal, unless you're the absolute trash organization of Bethlehem Parking. (laughs) But we don't respect them anyway here, so that doesn't matter. Nothing's going to change there. Yeah, so it's still kind of crazy that, you know, we had to sign so many actual papers. Um, and, you know, I'd imagine. Where do they go? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Where do they like, go? Do they put them in a cabinet? Do they just sit somewhere? Like what? Send them to a mob boss? What do they do? All that space that's just physically being taken up by cabinets with all these papers. Is that why we have to go to the office? Yeah. How, how long do you think those cabinets just sit there for? I mean, they're. Bef- like five years? Like how long do you keep these copies on hand for things? I don't know. You can't control F a drawer. And that makes me sick. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you go through life not being able to control F something? That's stupid, dude. That's, this is the new age. We're the Jetsons. And if I can't control F the data, dude, I'm not looking. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to read anymore. I should just be able to scroll on my phone. On TikTok. And, yeah. About golf. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You should have videos of golf being played in like the corner of my phone as I'm scrolling these life altering documents. Yeah, it's dumb. And you don't see paper at Barstool. So, you know, that means the world to us in this entrepreneurial space. Um, I think it's stupid. Frank thinks it's stupid. Yeah. Jared and Nick are not here. They think it's stupid. Ralph thinks it's stupid. Yeah, we're speaking for them. Yeah, because we can do that. Um, Not good. Do you have any other, any office stuff? Yeah, I mean, not really office, but like, man, life be scary sometimes. It do, it do be doing that. It do be scary, man. <laughs> Things in life that you do as you grow up just get scary. And you're just like, damn, I wish I was, you know. Not eight, doing this. Yeah, eight years old again <laughs> in front of a TV that's, you know, goes back five feet. And it's just a yeah. big block with a Nintendo 64. That's playing. a brick. Yeah. So. I wish I was with Jared just drinking Dr. We used to get cases of Dr. Pepper Cherry, bro. Oh, that and and awesome. we were those, we were the kids that went with the Kiss commercial <laughs> over and over again, nonstop. And like, that was what we did, man. I would go to Jared's house over in Easton and we would get a 12 pack of Dr. Pepper Cherry blackout, Hell absolutely yeah, blackout, brother. put our, put our, 23 inch screens next to each other in the basement hook up the xboxes dude i don't want a mortgage 
Yeah. I don't want to have to answer a phone call. What do you mean you're a collection service? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> where am I, dude? Yeah, what was it called when you, like, got all your guys together? It's a land party, land, baby. Yeah, land party. Halo 2 land party. You boys want to uh, land tonight? I mean, dude, we can still do that. Yeah, I have a big enough living room. For good old times, man. I, I'm so down. Yeah. Um, well, Eli brought me a beautiful beer to <laughs> celebrate and drink with. What do we got there, Eli? Yeah, so so I text Frank today. Um, we knew early on it was going to be a, a two-man show. Um, you know, we do a lot of Jared and Eli's. We've got our, our Eli and Frank here. I don't know why I put Jared's name in front of mine. It's like a... That's... <laughs> okay, well, you know. But um, Frank said, get something weird, and I was down for that. So I went to get some sushi for lunch and went to the beer section and got a Rusty Rail Brewing... Um, I don't know where this is from. This is from Pennsylvania, Mifflinburg. Mifflinburg. Brewing boldly. How many mechanics do you think live there, dude? That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's called Luminous. It is a white chocolate and macadamia golden stout. Crazy. 8% though. 8%. And it's smooth. It's got yeah. it. it. It's smooth. Um, I didn't buy four of them. I crafted my own four pack. Shout out Wegmans. They have great Wegman brand stuff. Like I could, I, this tastes like a beer you're drinking. It doesn't drinking. Even taste like anything that it says. Yeah, I know. Honestly. But it's, I mean, first out, it tastes like a beer that you're drinking outside, like in the snow. Like it's snow, snow is coming down around you and you're drinking this beer. Maybe on like the top of a mountain mm-hmm. or something like, you know, you're about to skiing or snowboarding or something like that. That's what this kind of tastes like. Yeah. First out is pretty good, you know. Obviously not up our alley, but I did tell Eli to get something crazy. Uh, a stout is crazy for us. So uh, white chocolate and macadamia, like he said, I'm not tasting any of that. It just tastes like a smooth stout. It tastes like an ale, bro. I don't even – is it golden stout and ale? What, what, I don't even know what a stout is. I think we have to learn stuff. When I, when I think of a stout, I think of just like coffee. Heavy. I think of Guinness. Yeah. Or the other two of the four pack, I got Murphy's because the other day I went out to get some food and I ordered a Guinness and the guy shamed me as he poured it out for me. Wait, and he was like, you should have got Murphy's. And I was like, well, do you have Murphy's? He's like, no. And I was like, okay, so who's living their life wrong here, brother? Like, you got to help me a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, drinkability is pretty high on this 8%. I could definitely have like two to three of these back to back to back. I'm going to go like, a, I don't know, 7.1. It's sturdy. It's a good, like if I had to drink a stout or if stouts were the only option, I'd definitely pick this over a bunch of other ones. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, it, where do we draw the line with like, I feel like calling a, like a golden stout and like the beer purists can tear me up if they want. I don't care. Shut up. You know what I mean? But a golden stout to me just sounds like a nail. Yeah, like what not, makes it like it's not as dark or heavy as like a normal stout, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a science to it, and I'm wrong. But as of right now, there's only one other person in this room that doesn't brew beer either. Oh, dude, stouts are stronger versions of mild ales. Okay, so you know what I mean. Maybe <laughs> I'm right, dude. Maybe I'm discrediting myself so maybe a little it's bit. Just, here. just nail. Yeah, maybe this is just the Yingling with a dress <laughs> on, but. Um, to Frank's point, it does taste good. It's an 8%. Um, if you had a gun to my head and asked me the two flavors, I promise you a million times over, I'm not saying white chocolate and or macadamia. Um, but it has a good taste. I think if you, 
this is a crazy sounding beer, but if you poured it into a glass and gave it to somebody that came over your new house that Frank just closed on, they wouldn't think anything of it. But if you told them, hey, brother, would you like a white chocolate and a macadamia golden stout? I have it on draft. You would say, absolutely not. Don't give me that. <laughs> so it's, I give it a, I'm right in the range of Frank. Deserves its credit. I don't really know what they're going for at this point. So I'll go 7.3. Because the eight percent's taste, it's that's a nice little bump up. But they deserve it, and it's got a cool, it's got a cool banner. No label, yeah. banner. What are we doing? Um, all right, so moving on to some sports. Nah. Um, the NFL Combine popped up in the news circuit. Is anybody showing up? That's the thing. Um, Is I, it people, the new Pro Bowl? Well, people are showing up. These these college players are showing up, but they're just not doing anything. They're just showing up to meet. With I'm here to interview, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what's going on, man. That's pretty much don't it. Don't draft Caleb Williams, Washington. I swear to God, man, I will lose it, dude. <laughs> I will literally lose it. Yeah, he, Caleb oh, Williams along with Marvin Harrison Jr., um, they are a couple players already that have said they're going to show up, they're going to do their interviews, but they're just not going to perform. And I mean, I, I, I agree with them. Like why? It's, you're right. It's kind of like you're just training for the Olympics. You can only hurt yourself training to play football. Exactly. You can only damage your reputation. You can, dude, if you're hypothetically, if I said, yo, Frankie, I'm calling you, right? I'm a, I'm a booster. I want your money. And I'm mm. like, yo, Frankie, you're top three right now, brother. Why would you do anything? Yeah. Oh, I want to be one instead of two, and now I'm 12. Yeah, it's not like these guys aren't doing anything. Like, for example, I saw today the report was Marvin Harrison Jr. He's like, fuck that, to the combine. But he's still working with the Ohio State strength and conditioning staff. He's still training and preparing for his rookie season. So it's not like he's just, you know, blowing it off and not doing anything. Right. He's, he's just preparing to play football instead of preparing to do these exercises. Right, yeah. He's not playing into the politics of the NFL. Yeah. And at, to your point, I almost like that. I mean, Me too. there's dynamics, right? Like I'm, I'm biased with the Caleb Williams thing. Um, you know, this is, this is my Skip Bayless moment when he was like, Johnny Manziel is a generational talent franchise guy. He's going to save you. Um, that's, I'm the opposite with Caleb, but like, I still get why he wouldn't like, it's just like, dude, you're where you're at. You're not going to help it. No one's going to go to the combine and go, wow, you see that 30 yard dump off that he just gave to that not covered tight end? Yeah. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think we got to move him up in our rankings, you know, much, much better than that UCLA game. Like it's just, it doesn't translate like that. The combine is built for guys who didn't make a splash to showcase what they're capable of. Guys that are in programs that didn't highlight them for A, B, C, D, blah, blah, blah. We have five stars in Alabama's bench, right? And they could go like, oh, wow, you know, that guy had a blank 40. That guy hit a blank vertical. Let's go yeah. look at his tapes, actually. There might be something there. That's what the combine is for. Yeah, let me run in this straight line in underwear with no pads on. Time me. me. The one dude, he was like, let me just run it. And he'd be like, my man's thing came out, dude. <laughs> he, he pulled the Drake. I don't think Nick's three-leg parlay won that day that I called that out. But, dude, he, he, there's just a lot of – the combine is like – a college tryout the way it's ran it's so corny yeah i think it's more for just like the nfl scouts and coaches and gms just to get together and like have beers at the Who same goes bar to lucas oil <laughs> bro like what we're going to indianapolis yo shout out zach herman right he lives there 
But my brother, if you didn't live there, I promise you one thing. I'm never going to Indianapolis again. <laughs> well, I know they're, they're, the talks have been in to move it, to make it more of a, spe- a spectacle. Make Where are they going? Miami? Yeah, Miami, Vegas. <laughs> they want to pull a Damian LA. Lillard. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's uh, what we got for the NFL right now. Um, a bunch of stupid. Yeah, hopefully as more mock drafts come out, we can get into who's going to go where. Um, but until then, we're moving on to a sport that is pretty much in the heat of it right now. Uh, they just finished the All-Star Bake, uh, the NBA season. Yeah, we're here. And I'm just going to pick up right on that Damian Lillard reference I just made. Did you see that today? Damian Lillard basically coming out and saying he's bored in Milwaukee. <laughs> No shit, dude. <laughs> so, so here's a question, right? You know, we've seen great players. Excuse me. Ah, it's 7.4. 7.4. We've seen great players in not great situations. Mm-hmm. CJ McCollum used to play basketball literally right up the street. <laughs> I can walk to where CJ McCollum practiced from my apartment. Beat Duke. 16 seed. That was crazy. Piss off, brother. You're the man. I love you to death, but my God, I was pissed that day. <laughs> Damian Lillard. At, so basketball has turned into a spectacle mm-hmm. in some senses. And I don't blame people, but like not everybody is Joker. When they're picking their contract, they're not like, yeah, I'm going to spend my entire offseason in Serbia riding horses. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for him. <laughs> Dude, you saw what he was asked about the uh, League of Legends. What do you play? Top, middle, bottom? He's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, I play top. And someone goes, of course he's top, brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you see these guys, man, like Damian Lillard, he wanted to go to Miami. Obviously, dude. Every girl I've ever dated wants to go to Miami. <laughs> Every girl I've ever talked to wants to go to Miami. I want to go to Miami, dude. I want to, like, we all want to go to Miami. But it's like, you went to Milwaukee. You did the Portland thing for God knows how long. And then you went to Milwaukee. So it's like, let me ask you a question. If you're a Damian Lillard, eh, Damian Lillard level talent, Right, and you have been with a team for X amount of time. You've proved your case. Do you go where you win, or do you go where you have fun? Yeah, that's that's tough because it's trade off. I mean, the thing with his case, like he did, he had to get traded somewhere, right? Like he just didn't pick, obviously. So we all know that there's always time. yeah. Because I'm not up to date on his contract, but there's always like you're allowed to say no to this. You can't get involved in this like yeah i mean the chance to win in miami was there too but you're obviously like miami and milwaukee you can't compare the two cities that's just milwaukee is just way better yeah Yeah, like you're not getting the shine in in milwaukee man like we get it um that's just funny like these these stars in the nba they just they really just say whatever i don't think he really meant that much by it i think it was just like those dumb media questions or when they have to meet with the media, like and 7 it's always clipped up. They're just, yeah, they're just those it's like dumb. the Rory interview the other day where he's like, yeah, he said that, but the entire interview led to that one slight statement that was totally yeah, turned into an article. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I could see how an NBA player would get bored in Milwaukee, especially cause I feel like in the Midwest, most of the things you do revolve around drinking 
and like getting drunk drunk, yeah. not just like casually having a glass of wine like all the NBA players are nowadays. But when you don't do that, it's, you know, obviously a lot of them don't do it during the season, but even most of them like don't drink at all besides, you know, a glass of wine yeah. at night, you know, but if you're not getting drunk drunk in the Midwest, there's really like nothing else to do. Yeah, we encountered a handful of racists out there last time we were there. Yeah, I mean, as a as a fan, you're going to go to sporting events, but like as a player in those sporting events, you're just going to focus on your craft and like I mean, he's probably goes bowling maybe. Who's courtside in Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah, like You know what I mean? Like who's courtside over there? Like who are you even hooping in front of? Yeah, I mean, it used to be Aaron Rodgers, but he's not even in. You know, you have all the Packers shareholders, dude. Troy Naden's front row. Yeah, he's not even Wisconsin anymore, dude. It's. Um, I mean, I can. The NBA season is very baseball esque. Where like, it seems like there's some guys that just don't communicate outside of baseball, basketball, and then there's other guys that need something. Like I don't, dude, I don't fault them, bro. If you're an NBA star, like you're telling me that you don't want to go to a bar, like, but it's like you knew what you were signing up for. Yeah. Like someone said, Milwaukee, <laughs> you have a good eight seconds while they get that name out to kind of formulate some type of opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's sure if you want to go there, you want to win. Nobody's going to Milwaukee for events. But, like, if you're going to do that, don't, there's no, like, what are you going to go to, a Papa John's? Like, there's nothing, (laughs) I don't know. It throws me off. It throws me off. It's like, dude, it's like if I pick a Prius and then people start making fun of me for my car and I don't know why. It's like, okay, well, it was kind of like you signed for this. Like, this, yeah. you should have factored this in. I don't know. I, I mean, I, least, I'm judgmental. I at, work in corporate. I'm a loser. The trade-off is he does have a good chance at, you know, winning the title this year. So, like, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks are in third right now in the Eastern Conference. Um, the Celtics yeah, make us mad, dude. It's crazy how good they are. I followed, I followed so Frankie's uh, Central Atlantic Knicks ticket, and, you know, it's division. fun. It was oh, yeah, fun sorry. for a little bit. The Knicks injuries devastated them. But 35 and 24 for the Knicks on 228. Yeah, they're kind of slumping right now. They barely beat Detroit and they just lost to the Pelicans. It was like not even close. Hey, man, um, as long as you don't lose to the Pistons. Pelicans are a good team, though. They're probably like, what are the Pelicans? Like the sixth seed right now in the West? Fifth or yeah, sixth the seed? Pelicans are the fifth seed at 35 yeah, and 24. So like they're a solid squad. Um, I think they're three, four games behind the Nuggets and six games behind first place. The West is intriguing a lot more than the East because honestly, out of the East, I'm a Knicks fan, but they're going to be your typical. I, the Knicks ceiling is making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes. I, that's their ceiling, and I'd be happy with that because that's a step in the right direction. Um, but I think the Celtics are the odds-on favorite, but the, the Bucks have a chance. But I, th- I, the Celtics are just so good. The I think Celtics are eight the games ahead of the yeah, Cavs bro, at second. Crazy. Yeah, Cavs. That's a, that's you have a, a two game spread in the Western Conference from one fun, to two. That's been a fun story too with the Cavs, but I just cannot picture anyone but the Celtics. Maybe the Bucks, um, but in the West is intriguing because there's so many teams. I mean, OKC out of nowhere, they're like what the two seed, I think. Yeah, um, Minnesota the two number tied, one. 
at one. So it's crazy. 41 and it's 17. Crazy too, because right now in the play-in tournament, you have what, like the Lakers and Golden State in that, like that 10-9 area. Imagine yeah. having to be the, like you had a great year. Exactly Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota and OKC, you had a great year and then you had, I mean, I'm not saying talent wise, they're as good, but like the veter, the veterans, uh, makes the difference. experience that makes a difference in the NBA playoffs. Huge, huge difference. So imagine OKC, for example, you're young, you're, you know, you're performing way beyond expectations of what the season was going to be. And your first round opponents, the Lakers or, or Golden State. I mean, yeah. all it takes is that size with LeBron and AD or it takes Steph Curry to get hot for a series. Like it's just, that sucks, man. And, and it's, it's crazy too. When you look at the divisions, like you really start to break it down. I mean, the, the East has dominant teams and the West, like, like you're talking about. I mean, it's, it's wide open there. Everybody yeah. can get involved. The East is crazy with the Atlantic, uh, Boston 46 and 12 to second Knicks 35 24. They have 11 and a half games on the Knicks, but you go over to the West. The biggest spread you're going to see from one to two is four games. Yeah. That's crazy. And you still have, you have the Cavs and the Bucks are a one game spread, but second is the Pacers six games back. So like you have such a spread, you you really see an NFC AFC kind of thing going on here, where it's like everybody's involved, and yeah, A, B, or C. Like these are mm-hmm. the favorite kids. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how everything starts to shape up. Yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. Um, I we have to touch on the All Star Game. I know it happened now a, a while back at this point in in terms of talking about it in news, but it's got to change, man. They got to do something. It sucks. It's like. They got to do something where it actually means something to lose that game. Cause you're just, it's either a dunk or a three, un- uncontested dunk or uncontested three pointer. Like that, 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 that's what it was the whole time. It's terrible. It's like you either got to have a situation where like one team has to physically pay the other team or, um, you know, you just, it has to change. Like something has to change. I mean, the whole money thing incentive, that was cool with the end season tournament. Cause the guys were playing for like the, you know, the 9, 10, 11, 12 guys on the bench that, like, aren't making the money that the stars of the team are playing. But in the All-Star game, everyone's making that kind of money. So, like, money's not really a thing for them. The difference between a fine and not a fine at that point. Yeah, so. The uh, We saw the uh, manager game. That was cool. For, for some main schools, you know, the LSUs, the Wisconsins, where the managers are legitimate basketball minds. And real players. And there's a league where the managers compete. And I'm, I will die on this hill. I'll watch that over the Pro Bowl. <laughs> the, anything, dude, any, until I see Sean Taylor kill a punter again, I'm taking the manager league over any type of like all star, blah, blah. Cause like, dude, it, what does it matter? All star is cool when like you're in 10th grade. And you go to the all-star game in your baseball league and they gave yeah. you a shirt with your name on the back of it. That's when the all-star game dies. Like you're either paid or you're not. You're a professional athlete, dude. What, what is the all-star game? You're trying to impress your wife, brother. You want to have four kids instead of three. Dude, this, what are we going for? To Frankie's point, like what, what's the point? 
Is there money involved? No. Give us some average Joes, dude. I'll get together with the boys with a 30 rack, prepping for March Madness, watching some average Joes play basketball. Yeah. Way faster than I'm trying to watch Joel Embiid heave threes from half court. <laughs> it's all, not fun. The all-stars are the coach coaches for the average Joes team. But dude, the all-stars, <laughs> dude, how about you just have guys like you? Have guys like you weekend. Or, or it's like you have your all-star team. And it's five all-stars at a time versus, like, ten average Joes. Dude, I will do anything. I'll do anything to get away from the format that we live in right now. Like, (laughs) ten average Joes and the average Joes can just foul you at any time. Box TikTok influencers, bro. Like, I don't even care. It doesn't even have to be the same sport. Like, just give me anything. I love the average show thing. I love the concept of like throwing one dude from corporate America in the Olympics and having him just compete. Yeah. To see what it looks like for us guys. Normal people. Right. Dude, like bring me into the mix, dude. This is where social media is at. What do I get out of this? If I can go on hinge and be like, yeah, you know, the average Joe in the Olympics, you know, I beat him by 11 seconds. <laughs> At least I get something better than like Jamal Murray dropping 79 on nobody. Yeah. It's not a good time. We're not having fun. Yeah. So, uh, that's pretty much it for that. Um, Eli, did you want to touch on the next UFC card? That's two Saturdays from now, or do you want to save it? What are you thinking? What's our time at here? Uh, we're, we yeah, we got a couple minutes. All right, so we can chat. Um, yeah. Bigger car than this last one? Yeah, I think so, at least. I mean, it's Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley is kind of like yes. the second coming of McGregor yes, when it comes to just hype that. and just, you know, he's up there in the mink coat on a podcast. It's just like crazy hair. You love it. Dude. You, you got to love it. Like, it's the whole point of fighting. Like, nobody watches the WWE to be like, well, that guy looks like me. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's boring. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. What's yeah, man. Excitement. Yeah, dude, whatever. Um, It's it's a great – I'm only going to touch on the main card. We can talk prelims next week because I think we'll dig into some betting. And um, Blades is on the prelims. That's all I'm going to say. Um, So, anyway – uh, Petra Yan at Bantamweight against Song Yadong. Uh, 16 5 against 21 and 7. It's gonna be great. That's, that's just gonna be a dog fight. I don't know yet if I'm gonna bet on that. I gotta think more. Um, I would love to see. Ugh. I don't even know what I wanna see. I, I wanna see. I don't know what I wanna see. So Gilbert Burns is fighting Jack Della Madalena. Not, I'm not familiar with him, but Burns has been in, in the league for quite some time. He's 22 and six. Um, Jack coming at a 16 and two, uh, professional MMA record. Uh, should be a good fight. Gonna have to dig a little bit more into that. Gilbert Burns being a heavy hand. Um, he loves to take somebody's straw with him. Um, but he's got Ooh. some grapple in him too. So I'm, I'm gonna verse myself a little more on Jack for next week when we talk some actual bets. <clears throat> Again, this is just a little up front. Michael Page against Kevin Holland. That's going to be fun. Kevin Holland coming in with the experience. Michael Kevin Holland is twenty five and ten. Michael Page is twelve and zero. So you have a very mixed bag entering that cage. Uh, you got a guy who's basically had every result that's happened before yeah. with ten losses on the card. Um, but Kevin Holland is known to throw fireworks like really anybody. Um, he will break your jaw. Like it's he's got he's got some fists on him. Um 
But it's going to be interesting seeing Michael Page. I mean, you see these guys come in that have never been beat. You have to question where did they fight? Who did they fight? What, you know, what were the circumstances? Mm-hmm. Did they pick up lots of late camps? Were they in full camp and other people picked up late camps and they squashed them? Like, a lot of promoters love to make a fighter a god because it comes out like I have the golden child, right? Like I have the guy. Like he, this is the circuit, right? Um, so when you see those, those lower records that are undefeated, it's always interesting. Sometimes you see them never again. Sometimes you see them forever. Um, so that's going to be fun. Dustin Poirier back. Ooh, that's nice. He's back. Um, St. Dennis, uh, again, it's, it's an experienced heavy fight. It's 29 and 8 versus 13 and 1. You look at the 8 in Poirier. You look at the 1 in Dennis. The 8 in Poirier has McGregor. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, the, it's like, it's, that's the one thing with fights is like you look at the record and it's like, okay, it's not like the NFL where like if you have a record, you played against an NFL team. Mm-hmm. Like they come from different circuits and different levels of professionalism. Um, it's going to be crazy. That's the co-main event. And like I said, this is a light overview. We're going to talk crazy statistics next week. Bets, all the fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, I want to bet on something. But we're going to be betting, dude. Marlon Vera versus Sean O'Malley as the main event, Bantamweight. This is probably, I will say, one of the better fights of the year. Um, all, even though it's just, it's February. Tomorrow's February. It's a leap year. A little longer. I wish they just threw that day in like June or something. But Sean O'Malley, Marlon Vera. Marlon Vera is old, man. He's old. Marlon Vera's old. Um, so is O'Malley going to blow this guy out the water or what? That, that's what everybody wants. I mean, Marlon Vera's 31 years old. O'Malley's in his 20s? Yeah. Sean O'Malley is uh, 29, so he's got a little bit on him. But, dude, like, Marlon Vera's been around the track a handful of times. What's the odds right now? The odds, I'll tell you. Uh, let me pull that up. Like a heavy, heavy favorite or what? I would bet Sean O'Malley's probably like a 200, and then Marlon Vera's probably like a 350. I'm looking it up right now. We're going to ESPN bet. We're on ESPN bet right now. This is not a paid ad. We are adding value to ESPN's platform. Marlon Vera's been around, man. He's got 30 contests, yeah, whereas Sean cool. O'Malley's got 18. Um and as you know, wear and tear is real in sports and really real in UFC because it's the most taxing thing in the world. I can imagine going through one fight. <clears throat> These guys go through how many? Like 30? Like you said, he's at 30 something fights already. Dude, yeah. Uh, Marlon Vera is at 30, and then O'Malley's I mean, at. Not only the fight, 18. but like the training camp that leads up to the fight. Oh. Yeah, they, they put a picture up one time of Dillashaw. I don't know if you remember. <clears throat> and he was sitting there, man, like, you would have thought this was a commercial and you woke up at 3 a.m. and they were asking you to donate to a third world country. Wow. The stress that that man was putting on his body. So we got O'Malley minus 225, Marlon Vera 185. So they're putting some respect on the leg kicks. Mm-hmm. O'Malley's had some injuries. Um... That's going to be a great fight, man. That's going to be that's going to be a great fight, but that's also the type of fight that I'm hoping is a great fight because that's the type of thing where you have O'Malley and Strickland. It's really all the UFC has right now. Like nobody cares about Henry Cejudo. Nobody cares. People were all in on the Usman Covington rivalry. Nobody they're not fighting anybody right now. Like their big dogs are down. 
Well, you have O'Malley. I mean, you're always going to get like, oh, dude, you're going to, I mean, you got your studs that fight like 40 fights, but like the big dogs like O'Malley when it comes to pay-per-views, yeah, the known people. they're running out. I mean, John Jones isn't coming back. I saw a picture of him the other day, dude. He looks like a guy I lift with. So, you know what I mean? The I work in corporate. Street. Yeah, dude. It's going to be interesting. But it's going to be a good uh it's going to be a good card and we got some uh, I'll bring some bets next week. We're just, just a little overview. Just a yeah, little taste. No, I like that. I like that. Yeah, a little wet the beak a little bit. A little sneak yeah. peek. Dip your toes in. Yeah, next week I'm sure we'll have more guys here. Um that's all I had. Eli, you got anything else? I'm all set. Well, thanks for tuning in everyone. It's been another great episode. Love you guys.